Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to History Box. And the uh, fourth part in our uh, intense look at the history of mud in all its forms. And I think maybe today this could be the last one. Perhaps we'll look at the future of mud. Although we have kind of touched on that really already when we talked about mud as food. Uh, we saw yeah, the future. Yeah, might which, be all um, we have soon. It might be. But of course there'll also be scientists working out due to global warming we might end up with a shortage of mud mm-hmm. and the, the, there'll be scientists creating m- m- uh, artificial synthetic mud genetically in modified mud yeah yeah so well I, I worry about you know um, veganism I don't worry about it it's 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 a boom business mm. and it's all plant based food obviously but how many yeah. how many plants are we going to be able to grow in the future that's a good because point and if we need more plants then there'll be what? obviously the way capitalism works is that there's just a huge amount of investment going into like well let's look at for instance the classic example is the avocado situation there's a big avocado a situation, situation isn't, there? Yeah. isn't there right yeah the, the avocados got trendy a few years back in line with the vegan boom Right, and then people started realizing it was a good plant to put on various things like toast, etc. Yeah. Right, but now we've got a problem. There's too many fucking avocados. We can't. That Mexico are bloody. It's become bigger even than cocaine for them. Have Mexico? Has, have the Mexicans pivoted, as they say, from cocaine They've pivoted to, to avocados? avocados. And but the problem is, is that the amount of avocados that are either being grown artificially or flown around the world is having a big impact. So I was somewhere recently, mm. and they were boasting about the fact that you know it's a non-avocado guacamole-style dip made with something else. I can't remember what some other green vegetable that was more <laughs> readily available here in the UK. Can right? I just say? Can I just say? I enjoyed how you said that. I was somewhere recently. And you couldn't give me any, any less information about I can't remember any of where it was. Or I read something on a menu or something, and they were almost judging on the menu, like, don't worry, our guacamole's not made from avocados. And you think, fucking hell, the world moves so quickly now, right? right. Like Ferris Bueller said, life moves pretty fast because, you know, five minutes ago it felt as if 
eating guacamole was a very virtuous thing to do. You know, like, oh, I'm a vegan. I don't, you know, believe yeah. in so the um, carbon footprint associated with eating meat. So right. I eat avocados. Now it's like, you don't eat avocados, to you, do you? Or why don't you just fucking burn a stack of tyres in your back garden every day then, you heartless <laughs> cunt? Right? Because if you're eating avocados... <clears throat> A lot of the reason I gave up meat, not all of it, there was various reasons. One of them was the idea that all of this fucking meat, just because I wanted meat, had to be mm. fucking flown around the world year round, right? Mm. And and even the, the meat reared here, the amount of fucking water and resource that had to go into rearing a cow just so they could kill it so I could eat it, right? And But the truth is, is that it's not that dissimilar to the amount of effort and carbon footprint that is being created by the fucking avocado boom. Yeah, I guess so. So, so really, going back to what is. you said, you're you are right. This the the massive surge in like demand for plant based foods means that there's going to be more and more plants required, more and more resource put into both harvesting these plants and then shipping and flying them around the world packaging them up in plastic and flying them around so we can eat the plants we want year round that's the other thing can, isn't it I want it, it we, they don't grow in this country at this time well I want it anyway get it get it from fucking Peru then where are my strawberries you can't have strawberries you can't it's November well get fly them to me from Spain but will, will we not sort of start a hothouse plants that are normally grown in hotter climates. You know, we'll, we'll build greenhouses mm. similar to when people grow um, cannabis plants in their in their attics. Yeah, we'll have like massive greenhouses um, full of sun lamps, growing avocados in, let's say, Gated mm. instead of Mexico. But the thing is, then it begs the question: What do plants need to grow in? Plants grow in mud don't they this brings us back to so, mud yeah so where's all the extra mud going to come from this is why they've got the to do in. laboratory based mud because you can't just re- business will never rely on things just happening naturally they can't afford to they need scalability so there'll be some fat cats chomping on their cigars in a fucking boardroom saying we need mud we need a lot of it and we need yeah. a predictable and consistent supply if God won't make the mud consistently using his powers of rain plus earth, mm-hmm. right, then we shall make the mud. Start a mud factory. How what do you, do you feel the mud factory? Mud, oh, great, fossil fuels. Yeah, but what do you need to make mud? You need water. What happens when the temperature of the planet rises, all the water dries up? Mm. Fucking hell, I tell you what. We're heading for some kind of apocalyptic shit here I have you ever seen an inconvenient truth without gore um no no nor have I because it sounds really boring although <laughs> I have met Al Gore and I've got a picture of me with him hung up on my wall <laughs> was he really boring he was alright actually he was alright he was perfectly friendly Al Gore I'd like to tell you after this encounter you were alright <laughs> Al Gore you're all right by me. And if anyone ever fucking asks, I'll tell them. He was all right. So don't, you've got no worries as far as old Delaney man's concerned. I will, let, I've got your back. From here on in, I've got your back. Now let's get a picture together. 
Come on. Get a bit. I know you want one. Put your arm around me, I'll go. Come on. <laughs> he really liked, I've, I'm sure I've told you this story before, but I made a program for a TV channel that he launched called Current TV. Right. And uh, my when it launched in the UK, it had been going in America for a while, the film that I made was the first ever one broadcast on his channel. Okay. And it was about patriotism and whether there was a... I, I can't fucking remember, Andy. It was about whether patriotism uh, It was about something. Was I there. don't remember. It, it was a long time ago. But it was obviously... <laughs> I wasn't really I was paying acting, attention. Obviously, I was acting the cunt in it, right? Goes without saying, I wasn't taking it sufficiently seriously. So, and at one point, I said, a lot of patriotism comes from your family. So I called my mum. No, I went to my mum's house and knocked on the door. Because what I, I took the film crew with me, and I wanted to do it all Gonzo style. So I said, I'm not going to set anything up. Any of the interviews I do, I'm just going to fucking turn up and oh. ask for the interview, right? And I did that with my mum. So I knocked on the door, and she wasn't in. So then I called her, <laughs> right? And we filmed all this. Um, and they did Boy, split this screen fuck off. <laughs> and I put a picture of my mum in and I was just going mum just what do you think of the queen and all of that and being patriotic and my mum was going nah, nah. I caught her on the hoof but she was perfectly ready and prepared to answer yeah. my questions she was like in the supermarket so she said oh, no, I quite like Britain it's not that bad is it I mean there's worse places to live I think the queen's not so bad I mean a lot of people da, da, da. she was doing all the like you know, a load of garbled old opinions. And uh, anyway, it was quite a funny bit in this film, like an eight-minute film or something. When I went up to meet Al Gore, I shook his hand, I said it was at the launch of the channel, and I went, hello, you know, Mr. Gore. Um, <laughs> Lord Gore. My, my name is Sam Delaney. And he went, I know who you are. I'd like to thank you for your film. And can I just say, your mother has a wonderful voice. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was taking the piss a bit but I yeah. said oh fair dues I'll pass it on which I did and she seemed completely nonplussed by the whole thing <laughs> just like oh I couldn't give a fuck <laughs> but it was a memorable experience for him to comment about to me, for me to meet Al Gore and for him to chat about my mother with me yeah Um. so anyway in The Inconvenient Truth the reason I haven't seen it is, is, as far as I understand, it's a really long PowerPoint presentation by Al Gore Jesus. in which he basically says we're fucked. So mm. there's several reasons not to watch that film, mm. right? But it was popular. And I'm thinking Andy Dawson. The thing is, Al Gore, bless him, should have been president and all that, should have been president. But the, the problem with him is he lacked pizzazz. Now, if there's mm. one thing that you, Andy Dawson, are known for, it's pizzazz. Oh, you got, didn't I've become... Got, uh, I've got pizzazz and spears, yeah. You've got it fucking spilling out of you, yeah, right? Yeah. You, if anything, you've got too much and, you know, too much sometimes you've got an excess yeah. and you don't know what to do with it. I just need to piss some of it out, I suppose. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, you didn't become the UK's number one podcaster without mm. fucking pizzazz. So I think it's all very well Al Gore doing it, but if you did sort of your own inconvenient truth but about the looming mud crisis yeah. that planet Earth is facing, right? <laughs> yeah. Andy Dawson... <clears throat> mud crisis yeah planet earth something like that or just mm. Andy Dawson's mud crisis yeah. you and your maybe it is just like a powerpoint or if you prefer because you use a mac a keynote and um, you're talking through the mud crisis I think because of the pizzazz you've got and the popularity you have I think it could really make It'll a big through. difference to the way people thought about mud 
Yeah, I could call it um, Andy Dawson. What hope mud? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. And I imagine like the movie post. Like, I'm thinking cinematic release. Mm, you know, like yeah. a few IMAX weeks at the movies, yeah. and then do a deal with uh, Netflix after that. Yeah. And um, and the poster is just you standing there with like a clump of fucking mud in your hand. Yeah. But you're looking quite concerned. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to be in a film later this year, so that could set the ball rolling. It's going to open a few doors, isn't it? Global, global stardom. I mean, obviously, it's the kind of thing. If we're going to make it now, you'd probably get George Clooney to do it. But eight yeah, months from now, what the fuck now, does George Clooney know about mud? <clears throat> he grew up in a hot climate where there was probably hardly any mud. <clears throat> He's from yeah, California. Wife's, his wife's from abroad, though. What? Does so he might anything? have belatedly. He's a Johnny Come Lately. He's not like you. You're steeped in mud. You're steeped from oh, a yeah, young yeah. age, growing up in Sunderland. Yeah. My life was about one thing, mud. Rolling around in mud, yeah. Every Here's some photos of me, and you could be around at your mum's house going, oh, mum, have mm. you got any fo- those photos of me in the mud when I was a, a, a wee a wee bird? <clears throat> and she mm. goes, oh, yeah, I've got plenty of them. And then the camera slowly like pans across your mum's mantelpiece, and there's just loads of framed pictures of you at various ages covered in fucking mud. Yeah, there is a great picture of me. I've posted it before on Twitter when I'm about two or three, and I'm on a beach somewhere in the UK, probably local, because uh, we kept our, our carbon footprint quite low back then. I.e., didn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. And I'm on a beach, and I'm standing next to and playing with a Carlsberg crate that would have had twenty-four mm. or twelve bottles of Carlsberg beer in it. So even uh-huh. then, <clears throat> even then. I was an explorer. I was curious about the world yeah. around me, and I also had a, yeah. an affinity with alcohol, which I think has continued yeah. throughout the decades. So that would be good. Funny, That's, it's not strictly back at mud. Pictures, isn't it? It would it would work in the montage. It's not strictly mud. We could maybe colorize the sand to make it look like it was mud, like it was on a mud beach. But um, that would be a lie, yeah. and I don't want it to be about lies. It needs to be about the truth. The truth about mud. And where we're headed. I've got a great picture of me in some Maddie Wellington boots when I was a, a right. young boy, which I'm so proud of that I will send to you personally. Okay. Um, later this morning. Okay. There's something gonna, very special about it. You're not going to post it publicly, though. I'm going to see that there's a reason why I might not. I, I like to run things past you first. Yeah, that's probably for the best, I reckon. Yeah, do that then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. So mud. mud. Where are we at? Where are we at with mud? On the Wikipedia page, this is the source. Um, <clears throat> recreation. I think we're at. Mm. We've done mud as food, recreation, and there's a few areas here. There's a mud bath. A mud bath is a bath of mud, commonly from areas where hot spring water can combine with volcanic ash. Now that's 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 volcano mud. Then that's not standard UK mud. This is something that we're not, um, we don't have here. I've never had, uh, have you ever had a mud bath or been near one? No, I haven't. I would I like love this to. This idea of hot spring water and volcanic ash, though, that's the kind of mud I could get into. That would be kind of grey, grey mud, wouldn't it? Or silver yeah, mud. Yeah, apparently it has very good health benefits. Mm. They say that, yeah. They've existed for thousands of years and can now be found in high-end spas in many countries of the world. Uh, mud wallow. A mud wallow is a common source of entertainment for children. Mud wallows can be any shape, size, depth, and some can have water as well as mud. 
Usually wallows are shallow dips in the ground that have been flooded and were full of dirt, and these two have mixed to make a squishy mud wallow. Never been in a specific mud wallow, I don't think. Um, I've been in muddy fields, but not a... This feels like, a, like a, almost a natural bath in yeah, the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly something that we've all dreamt of. I don't think you and I would even be embarking upon this series of mud deep dives unless we had both dreamt of doing literally a mud deep dive. Do you know what I mean? Yearn for the I touch of mud. I want to wallow in mud like a fucking pig or a hippo. Mm. My cousin owned a pig. My country cousin, mm-hmm. Alice, she mm-hmm. had a fucking pig in her garden. Huge really? fucking big cunt it was, right? Yeah. Wasn't one of those jolly pigs. I mean, I when I heard she had a pig, I can't tell you, like, as soon as I heard this, I just, without any hesitation, just got in the car. I must go to it now. Yeah. Yeah. I just got, she lives in the Cotswolds in Gloucestershire. I just got in the car and I yeah. just went, I'm coming to see this fucking pig. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Because I've always dreamt of having a pig. And, um, but when you think of it, you think of a cute little squidgy pig, don't you? One that maybe runs around your garden, you have to chase it. Yeah, this, this is the thing. when you pick it up, it's all slippery. Them teacup pigs were big for a while, weren't they, not yeah. so long ago? My daughter wanted yeah, one that, of them when she was younger. I don't necessarily want that, but I do want, like, yeah, you know, a fat pig. That's Full sort size. of, like, a slightly slightly bigger than Oscar, right? Right, so like Only a, pony, slightly. a pony version of a pig. You can Almost. get pigs like that. But this was one of those huge, long, fat pigs that just lie there. Yeah. And I got there and it just looked, it was like, there was nothing, I like the idea of a jolly pig rolling around in the mud, but this pig just lay there in a load of fucking mud and it just looked at you and you went, all right, mate, and spoke to it and all that and just looked back like, fuck Fuck off. off. And it didn't have a name. And I said, why hasn't it got a name? And my cousin's husband, he said to me, it hasn't got a name because... We're going to have it slaughtered, aren't we? And then you realise, oh, I'm with <laughs> country up. people now. I'm with oh. country people, and oh. this is this is the way this is this the is way the of things way. out here. Yeah. I went, you what? I was practically crying. You went, why do you think we've got it? These are proper country folk. You go, why do you think we've got it? He goes, we we've we've fattened it up, and then we'll send it off. We've got a fella. He goes, that'll that'll do all the business. Mm. Have it slaughtered and then chopped up. He goes, and then. I will make, and he was making a series of different pork products from mm-hmm. it. Um, mm. So he was going to put some chops and whatnot in the freezer, mm. um, but he was going to make, he was going to cure his own bacon, make his own salami. I think he was even making some sort of chili sausage. All he had from some one pig. sort of, all from one, you make a shitload Fucking from one hell. pig. And I found out that was the reason. So I've driven all the way there to Gloucestershire, two hours in a hurry, thinking. I'm going to have a great playful day with this pig. We're going to chase each other back and forth. I'm mm. going to feed it like, you know, turnip tops and apple cores. Yeah. We're going to roll around in the mud. It's going to be delightful. In fact, what I get is this big, fat, lazy pig who just looks grumpy looking at me and my cousin's husband going, that is going to be dead soon and I'll be turning the cunt into a year's worth of bacon and sausage products. You could also have fed it the corpse of someone who had wronged a local gangster as well, couldn't you? Yeah. Because that's something that yeah. pigs do. Apparently, that's that's the rumour, isn't it? Yeah. The so rumour. Only I, don't, I don't know whether that's true or not. Do you it remember, came is it, is from it a Guy still, Ritchie movie. 
Is it still a thing where people go to a restaurant and have a suckling pig and it's presented to them in its entirety? Because that was popular mm. for a while. That's horrible. That's <laughs> enough to turn it. I'll turn me fucking vegan. With an apple in its mouth. That. With an apple in its mouth, yeah. Yeah, here's your entire yeah, it's pig. it's not on really, is it? No. God, my attitudes have changed, I guess. <laughs> so this pig, had they bought it second hand? I don't know where they got it from. I'll find. I'll find out. From I might the farmers' market. No, it wouldn't so. have been like that because these people are—they like I say, mate—they're country people. Yeah, well, I think um, you go down the market on a Saturday morning, don't you? And all the farmers yeah. or the breeders uh, parading their pigs around in the ring, and then you choose the one you want. Yeah, it would have been like that. that it would have thing, been like yeah. that. Again, I've never seen that. That's a rumor. But are you sending me a I've photograph sent, right I've now? I just sent you an amazing picture of me when okay, I was a kid. I'll just take a look at that. With some Maddie Wellingtons we're doing on. This. How do I get that to come on? I don't know. Um, oh, I need to end this call or something. Oh, no, there it is. Listeners. Listeners. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're going to have to pixelate the penis. Yeah. I've just sent a <laughs> dick pic. Of myself to Andy Dawson live whilst recording <laughs> Top Light Dungeon. This is a first. Now I can't have that on my phone. Ah, oh, don't worry, mate. Listen, how old do you think I'm in that? I reckon I'm about six. Oh, now let me describe it to, it to you, lads. It, I'm stark bollock naked, but for a pair of adult-sized massive wellies <laughs> that are so big on me because I'm so little in it, they go up beyond my knees, up to the thighs. But other than that, yeah. Other than that, I'm naked, so you can see my little willy and balls. Yeah, and um, also I'm in a pa- I'm in a power stance. A power stance, and I think yeah. This, a muscle man stance. This, yeah, I'm doing a muscle man. I'm flexing a muscle man <laughs> stance, and I think it's really good evidence of the fact that right from a young age, Sam Delaney <laughs> was living out loud. Oh man! If that's not fucking living out loud, I don't know what is. Yeah. I'm going to stick a... What I'm going to do is I'm going to stick a Top Flight Time Machine logo over my uh, willy yeah, and then I'll share to. the fucker. Yeah, mm. it needs to be seen, but not in its entirety. Um, I think it's all... I'm, I'm comfortable with you seeing... Obviously, I'm comfortable with sent you. I'm comfortable with you and various people seeing my willy yeah. in that context. Because it's a bit of fun. I'm a, young, I'm a little lad. Yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I mean, if the nonces, is it... Nah, the nonces aren't going to... That's too historical for them, surely. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the nonces would get a kick from the, the thigh-length thigh boots. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a bit worrying, isn't it? Know. I don't know. Who the fu- I think that doing. was my uncle. My uncle Paul put me in those. I might uh, say, what was all that about? You weren't yeah. nonsing us, were you? On the, on the sly. Nah, we didn't have that back then. Nah, that'd be stupid. <laughs> we did that nonces. It was just all good fun, wasn't it? <laughs> just a bit of knockabout fun. <laughs> so, I, I, really, I think it's that a, was the yeah, that was the era of the Carry On films. Anything went <laughs> putting kids in boats. That was just like normal. <laughs> is, it, is, is, it, is it part of growing up? Jalapeno. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Well, I'm obviously not bothered because yeah. look at the confidence I'm exuding in this picture. Well, I can't I'm just like, it. You know what I'm saying in that picture, mate? Fucking life. Bring it on. Exactly, living out. It is the um, the embodiment of living out loud. It completely is. Yeah. So yeah, you do need to um, you do need to put that out there for a wider audience, I reckon. So that mud wallow, mudding, uh, mud bogging is a form of off road motorsport popular in Canada and the United States, in which the goal is to drive a vehicle through a pit of mud or track of a set length. Winners are determined by the distance travelled through the pit. Nah, I'm not into that. I'm not into that. Mud play is something I'm suspicious of. Like mm. tough mudder is something yeah. that a, a few times I have contemplated because, you know, I like doing runs, some t- organised runs from time to time. Mm-hmm. Something to sort of, you know, train for and use as a target. And some people say do the tough mudder, but I don't know, playing in mud seems a bit... It's OK if it happens organically, but organised play in mud organized by adults seems sometimes adults, a bit, seems, bit pervy. It seems a bit wrong. Um, it's a little bit like when they have adult-only nights at the soft play. Yeah. And you can go in and play in the ball pools and all that sort of thing and on the big yeah. slides. Nah. You silly, do that. There's too much of that these days. Oh, talking of silly things. Sorry, this isn't mud-related, but it's a thought that popped into my head up when I was on my morning run this morning, which, by the way, was in Richmond Park and I did have some mud encounters. I mean, okay. my shoes are covered in mud today. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was having, maybe that's what popped the thing into my head. And I was running along and I can't remember what put in my head, but you know, like how you, I mean, me too, but you've been sort of quite vocal about, it, especially when you did get in the sea, hate twee swearing, right? Oh, yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, and I'm sure the rest of the country, thank you for, you know, making that more, campaigning against it. Publicly. Speaking out, yeah. You spoke out because a lot of us were, were felt unhappy about it, and I feel that you sort of really spoke out mm. and and brought it to a wider audience, and we thank you for that. But I thought that something that kind of it's not twee swearing, but it is twee, and I think it might be the worst thing that anyone can do. This well, is then. it. This is just what I feel today. I'll probably change my mind tomorrow mm-hmm. about being the worst thing, but it's so bad that I almost. It came into my head and I became angry whilst running along about it, right? Is a yeah. bloke who refers to his wife, right? Yeah. And sometimes has her saved in his phone as wifey. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, for the no, listeners, no. Um, for, for the listeners, Andy just grabbed his face like he was about to cry. Uh, is this someone you and, know? No, but I remember an advert once where they were some sort of lame, pathetic joke mm. that that someone had written in an ad involved, you know, the wife calling up when he was still at the pub, having a beer when he talked with the lads when he said he was going to be home mm. soon. And uh, because they needed shorthand in this commercial to demonstrate that it was his wife calling, he looked at his screen and it just said wifey. 
And I just thought, it's just the worst, isn't it? If, if, if anyone can name something worse than that, then please well, get in touch. But for the moment, I think that that is, stamp it, that's the worst thing in life, is anyone who calls their wife wifey. I think the the wives refer to their husbands as hubby. Hubby, yeah, that's it's, true. It's, it's, and it's that's also there, a it? bit annoying, but it's not the same league as wifey. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but it is still really annoying. Oh, the hubby. Him indoors. <laughs> the, I, just, I just want to say that the Sunderland news that's come through in the last two episodes we've recorded, the sacking of Lee Johnson and the signing of Jermaine Defoe, have both come from the same source, and it's the fellow who drove us to Wembley in 1998 from Sunderland oh. London in three hours. Um, well, doing a steady 110. <laughs> still not sure about that. There's still some <laughs> doubt over whether that is viable I'm scientifically. You, do we need to reenact it? Like, um, if you can do it again and and have a fucking GoPro and prove that it's been done live, then you know me and the rest of the listeners might believe you. Yeah. I think you think it's true because you're not a liar. Happened. You are not a liar. It happened. But it happened. I just. It doesn't add up. It'll get recreated like the Cannonball Run. Every year it'll become the Sunderland version of the Cannonball Run. You do a charity Sunderland to Wembley drive. But you've got to do it on Sunday morning at 6am when there's nobody about. You know, like, how I said you're not a liar. Just quickly, I was going to bring this up on another show, but it's (laughs) on my head and it's bothering me. It's not mud related. Now, listen to this. An old friend of mine who I went to school with, met up with him recently. We were chatting... Obviously, old times come up. He started telling me, uh, reminiscing about a time, which I did not recall, but I would have mm. been around, when we were about 17. And him and another mutual friend decided to buy a large amount of marijuana, mm-hmm. thinking if we bought a large amount and a few people chipped in, then we can sell it and and our profit will be effectively our own oh, supply of marijuana for your for own portion of it yeah. That, that, yeah that was the theory right mm. and he was reminding me of this and I had a vague memory but I know for a fact I wouldn't have been involved in the mini cartel because to be honest I didn't really I wasn't enthusiastic enough about smoking marijuana it was something I did but I wasn't like a big enthusiast it was just you know social and uh, so he told me he did it, and he said that between them all, and we're only 17, he reckons him and a few others raised 600 quid. And I thought, fucking hell. I said, how did you get that sort of money? He goes, well, there's a lot of people. He went, but then we got robbed. We were on our way to to do the deal, and someone must have had a tip-off because we got robbed by this kid. And he reminded me of the name of the, name of the kid, and he was a <laughs> notorious a local hard man, right? Or hard kid. He wasn't right. a man, he was our age. Yeah. But he was notoriously hard and quite dangerous. And I think subsequently he's been in prison for many years and all the rest of it. And he robbed them of this 600 quid. So I started taking the piss out of this old mate, right? Just to amuse myself, going, you fucking mug. I was going, fucking raise 600 quid and then get mugged outside the fucking train station by so-and-so, right? <laughs> and it's like he's 17. So obviously... It's just funny. It's like so many years ago, right? We're talking like 1992. Anyway, it obviously bothered him that I had mocked him for being mugged when he was 17. Because he then told me, I won't go into a huge amount of detail, but he told me, deadpan, this man, like me, he's 46 years old, a father, Hmm. an an adult. He told me, 
straight faced, and it's been bothering me ever since. Yeah, he got. He said, "Look, he might have robbed me for that money, but don't worry, he got his comeuppance." And I was mm. like, "Really? I don't remember that." He goes, "Well, I didn't talk about it a lot of the time, but I basically put a hit on him, right?" And I said, "What?" <laughs> This is an old mate who I was mates with at the time, so it's not like someone who you didn't know when they were young bullshitting you about their youth because you weren't there. I was there, right? Yeah. D-N-D-O. He had told me, this old friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a few years, told me straight-faced that he had put a hit out on the notorious local hard man who had mugged him and had him beaten, not killed, but beaten very soundly. Beaten very right? severely. <laughs> and I said, Who? And he told me it was, and I quote, some local crackheads who he paid, having lost the £600 for the drug deal, this teenage boy, 17 years old, somehow raised further funds, sourced some violent crackheads who, to my mind, I've never put a hit on anyone, but I wouldn't use crackheads personally. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're unreliable people. Yeah, I don't think crackheads are reliable. In any They're form not of reliable, business. and also, no. how much of a beating are they going to be able to dish out? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It depends they're on what level the of the crack high they're at. They've got to be at the correct level of yeah, the high. Yeah, they're they? super adrenalised. It can't be when they're on the, the come down afterwards. You Doing know. the deal with them would be just problematic, to say the least. Right. Well, unless you're just peeing them in crack. Yeah, but even then, then you've you, got do, to you know, like crack, nowadays when you see, I only know about hits being put out by watching films and TV shows, and on the whole, mm. now they like will do do the beating, and then they'll take a picture on their phone and send it to the client as yeah. evidence. I think on it's an like encrypted the small messaging well. service. It's like the small claims court. You can do it online now. It's quite easy. Yeah, you just fill a form but, in online but, and. But pay he's the money trying over. to. Tell, but in those days, there's no mobile phone thing. In those, no. he's saying that he would have gone personally. I don't know where he would have met crackheads. You know what, like under a bridge. I don't know. But I remember what we were like at seventeen. We didn't know. We just didn't know crackhead. I couldn't bring myself. What I'm saying is, mate, it was such an embarrassing lie because it was so transparently untrue. Yeah. And it was so far-fetched and it was so adolescent in its nature because it was like the sort of bullshit that we <laughs> do when we used to do bullshits on the show, right? Yeah, yeah. But I can believe it's come from the mouth of a grown man, <laughs> right? And so it was embarrassing because I had been taking the piss out of him for getting mugged because I knew that bit sort of rang true to some degree or another. But I had to, you know, when something's so embarrassing, you have to just stop taking the piss. Mm. But I didn't know where to go. I didn't know how to continue the conversation. I just fell silent and stared into space. And it just hung between us. Yeah. Because it was almost like it hung between us. Like, he realised what he'd done. He was like, oh, fuck, I just accidentally told Sam. I pretended that I hired some crackheads to uh, beat up a local yeah. hard man who mugged me. And I, I realise now what I've done because there's no way that, that Sam could possibly believe that. So now I must have plummeted in his <laughs> estimations severely, which obviously he has. And it's bothered me all weekend. This happened on Friday, and all weekend I've been saying, oh, right. yeah. why would he tell me that? Well, I don't understand why he would have said it. Why? And what? I said, I almost feel insulted. Like, you know, like, does he think I'm stupid? Like, it shouldn't matter. But it does, because, look, it's pretty out there, isn't it, Andy? That's what? what I'm saying. I'm telling you this to get a sense from you about how out there this conversation was. I mean, that's that's the dynamic of your relationship has now tilted. Forever, it has forever more. It, it really has. It's gone. <laughs> it's it's not gone. It. 
It's not gone. It's not gone. It's, it's, it's changed forever. He will remain it? a friend. Like I say, it's an old schoolmate, yeah. and he will remain a friend, but something's changed. The trust, and I don't think... the trust must have almost gone. The mm. levels of trust. A little bit, yeah. yeah you, you can't just trust sort of, anything else I, he says. Now, I look at him differently. I think you, why, you're the sort of man who would make up a story about putting a hit out on another man and With paying crackheads to do it. <laughs> That's just, it's not, you know, you know, like, why would you tell me that? Why, what... What is it about our friendship that you think it's necessary for me? I suppose that's it as well, right? He, yeah. What is it about our friendship that he thinks that he needs to try and impress me in that way? That's, that's acceptable. Yeah, exactly. What must he think of me that he suspects that I would be the sort of person who would be impressed by that kind of story? Jesus. Like, And I'd think, whoa, I didn't realise you were such a tough guy with connections in the crackhead community. <laughs> this mean- is incredible. Crackheads as well. Crackheads have got the memory of goldfish at seven seconds. Yeah. That's notorious. You can't get a crackhead to beat someone up. You can't give them enough information unless it's beat up that person there that's within seven seconds distance. Yeah. Yeah. It can't can't be done. Yeah. Hi. uh, Hi. You're a local crackhead. Hello. Pleased to meet you. My name's Sam. Sam Sam Delaney. Uh Yeah, that's right. I believe you're one of the local cracker community. Correct. How can I help you? <laughs> Is it crack that you have for me? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, but I may have some cash crack. for you, which you can spend on crack. Good. I'm listening. Well, um, <laughs> I was attention. mugged recently in a drug deal gone bad oh, by a notorious local yes. hard man. Yes, that oh, can happen. <laughs> yes, I believe that. Tell me about it. <laughs> now I wish to seek revenge. Vengeance. Ah. Ah, the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> and how might I fit into this little dalliance of yours? <laughs> Perhaps I need to start taking notes. <laughs> well, this is it. I'm thinking you're a desperate man. You're quite correct, I am. Desperate very, very desperate, yes. Constantly desperate from the moment I rise to the moment I take to my bed. Yearning, which is yearning, rare, yearning for, for I'm always on crack. <laughs> Yes, well, I think for you in the desperate situation you are, you might be willing to go and beat up, maybe get a couple of your crackhead friends and go and give a sound vengeance beating to this local hard man. And in return, I will pay you some money which you can spend on crack or whatever else. Oh, I assure you, I assure you, young man, the money shall be spent on crack. Every last penny will go on crack. You have my word. <laughs> Well, it's your business. Oh, I know it is. And uh, my business is crack. I have the business of two things. Crack and administering beatings for crack. (laughs) So, I I think this sounds like a straightforward enough deal. Uh, Let's talk about the remuneration you have in mind. And um, I shall set about assembling a posse of fellow crackheads to dish out the beating. Uh, Well, of course it wouldn't happen because they haven't got the memory, memory length for it. They just wouldn't do it. I mean, if no. you said pay me up front, then they'd just take the money and yeah. dis- they don't give a shit. They'd just take the money and spend it on just crack and then forget about it. Yeah. Or if you said, I'll pay you once the beating's done, how are you going to get the evidence? Do exactly. you know what I mean? That it's done unless you go and watch. And if you're there watching, then the geezer knows that you're part of it and he'll come and get you. So They, they, they can't take a photograph on a phone because they've sold the phone for crack. 
And if they yeah. did somehow but they have, didn't a phone, have a phone... Now, we're talking now, in 1992, when this uh, supposedly went down... Oh, yeah, of course, there was no a, phones. You'd have had, yeah. a, had to have a disposable camera with you. Yeah, one of them ones for, you take an holiday with you. From the chemist. So snap, 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 snap. Yeah, then you've got to take a load more. Different pictures at different stages of the beating. You've got to take, you've either got to get them to take 24 or you take a load more when they give you the camera back, just of the, the ground or something, or your thumb, just to fill yeah. the film up so you can then get the film developed and look at the evidence. Snap, 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 <clears> snap. <throat> then you take it to fucking Boots, they develop these. Boots think, hang about, this hang is a picture it, of a load of crackheads crim- beating up enterprise. a drug dealer. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna report this to the yeah, police. Well, exactly, because boots are the biggest grasses around, aren't they? Yeah. Then they well, like they we did with Selena Scott, or whoever it was. They grasped <clears throat> for nonsense. Yeah. For allegedly Julia nonsense. Somerville, I think, it wasn't. I think it was Julia. Julia Somerville. fucking Somerville. She didn't do anything. So, and that was boots. Oh, Julia grasses. Somerville did. The, Ju- uh, Julia Somerville rushed through my mind earlier when you sent me that picture of you. Yeah. With little lad. That's why you've got to delete it. That's why I've deleted it. Yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, the last thing you need is your kids going, Dad, what the fuck is this on your phone? Ah, oh, don't worry, it's just Sam Delaney when he Sam was Delaney. a kid. It's a young well, Sam Delaney. Why have you got a picture of Sam Delaney's little cock on your phone? He sent it to me. Why? I don't know, he thought it was funny. <laughs> you ask him, he's from London, I don't know. How, how often did he send you a picture of his cock? Well, this is the first time, but I can't rule out it happening I'm, again. I'm, he seemed quite pleased f- with himself about it. Yeah, I've got a feeling there'll be more to come. <laughs> <laughs> Change your number. <laughs> End the podcast. <laughs> so, Mud, I think we were there. Mud runs, we've mentioned. They're mentioned on there. Then there's a few other bits. Um, mud can be used in mud wrestling as a form of entertainment. Um, dirt biking involves biking through muddy tracks and courses. Uh, that would take us on the kickstart, almost, I think, which would probably be a separate history box. Yeah. Um, baseball rubbing mud is used to remove the sheen from new baseballs Um, I just think that's standard mud isn't it on a baseball that's a specialist mud you can only get that in America oh right I I think that that what what I'm my conclusion from this lengthy and fairly rigorous um, journey into mud Mm. is two things one is mud's great there's no better feeling than coming out Coming back home after uh, some activity outdoors and having mud uh, on your shoes and cl- all the way up the back of your trousers and all the rest yeah. of it. Mud's great. It's symbolic of fun, of mm-hmm. youth, of invigoration, of exuberance, right? Mm-hmm. But mud is under threat. Mm-hmm. Mud is under threat. So treasure it while you can. Mm-hmm. And think about the way in which you interact and use mud because it might not be around forever. And keep your eye on the <clears throat> local cinema because... Andy might be releasing an important uh, documentary feature film about it. Called What Hope Mud. Um, I think I'm feeling a T-shirt idea coming mm. off the back of all of this, which just simply says, "Mud is fun, but mud is finite." <laughs> Let me just write that down. Ah, oh, where's okay. my pencil? <laughs> yeah, right. I've got it. You got mud it. Mud is, is fun, fun, but mud is finite. But mud is finite. Yeah, don't just use it willy nilly. No, no, don't, don't fucking make it an essay. No, I'm not going to say that. I just that was a comment I was just saying to you. That was part of a conversation. Right. Okay. No, mud is fun, but mud is finite. I know. I'll have those t-shirts up by the end of tomorrow. Very good. Right. That's the mud 
um, history box. We're closing the history box now. We'll do a life logistics next time. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.